Welcome to the Recession Proof Real Estate Investing Podcast. Join your host, Sam Newell, as he educates you on how to make profitable, low-risk real estate investments that will cash flow through any economy. Hear interviews with the top real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the country to find out what they've learned and implemented since the 2008 recession. With over 10 years in real estate investing, it has become Sam's goal to help others invest for double-digit returns, but to also stay safe and not get caught in the next downturn. Tune in and become recession-proof. Welcome to the Recession-Proof Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm Sam Newell, and I've got my good friend and the new COO of the Multifamily Investment Club on with me, Jeremy Herder. Jeremy, welcome. Thanks, buddy. Good to be here. Excited to uh, get back on it with you. Yeah, man. I'm excited. So we, we've had an interesting friendship and journey, and... Um, a little bit of a bromance, I would say, you know, um, <laughs> Definitely. but it's, it's interesting when you meet people um, and, and if you've had enough partners over the past, when you meet someone and, and you feel their energy and, and integrity and, um, you know, it, it's pretty easy for me to know who I want to work with. Um, Lyndon Hansen, the one is, the, is one of those people. Lyndon and I have been buddies since we're in college and we just started hanging out and we're instantly had that bromance going. And uh, that's why it made it so easy for us to get into business uh, when we got reconnected in, in 2018 after you bought a property from me. So uh, with you, the same thing. We're, we're on a business trip together, uh, a business mastermind. I said, damn, this guy's got a lot of energy. Um, he's kicking ass in business and turning companies around. Uh, love your motivation, your energy. And um, anyways, I was like, I, I want to get coached by this guy. So you didn't know it, but I knew it. I, I knew I was going to hire you as a coach right right then. I just needed the time to to get stuff organized in my life to do so. I did, and and then we said, "Hey, you know, why don't you uh, join MFI Club?" And and here you are. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's been an amazing journey, man. It was great to meet you, and, and that mastermind. Uh, what's really interesting that mastermind was was truly like for somebody to lead that and and put that many amazing people in, in a house together in Costa Rica was, was cool. So shout out to Travis uh, Chapel and, and his team. Cause that was, you know, I'm, I'm, a, uh, I'm eternally grateful. I mean, just yeah. in the friendships, just in the pure friendships that I made, let alone the business connections and, and everything that's, that's came out of it, you know, from, from monetizing our time in life, so to speak. So no, I, you know, uh, I was excited to coach you. I, I, you know, obviously knew what you were doing, got to spend that time with you. I mean, it got to be friends and it's, it's funny when you go from that, like friendship to saying, okay, I need your help. And it's like, okay, but you gotta be willing to listen, right? <laughs> like, yep. like I'm gonna, I'm gonna challenge you and we're going to make this thing. You're going to be accountable to some, some stuff. And, uh, you know, the, the great thing about that and the, the thing that I know why you're successful in everything that you've done is because you are coachable and you want to get better and, you know, in all aspects of life. And that was the thing with you and I is, you know, when we started, I said, look, I don't even care about the business right now. Like what I care about is you and, and getting you better, like right. mentally, you, you know, you're going through some stuff you know what I mean? You're, you're a father and a single dad and you've, that has to get right first. No right. business to scale. No, you know, you know, hundred million or billion dollar, you know, active, you know, assets under management, like that's all cool and all great. But let me tell you something. The last thing you ever want to do is, is miss those days with your kids or, you know, not be in a position to be right. mentally and physically and emotionally there for them. And I told you this in the very beginning, I said, I promise you this, we get that right. And I promise you, your business will scale beyond your wildest dreams. Right. See, most people have that the backward, right? Most people yep. do it backward. They lose their relationships, you know, or they're not around because they're so focused on this business. And they believe right. that this business is going to bring them some kind of fulfillment and joy and all the money in the world. And there's a lot of people that get that, right? They get very financially successful. There's a lot of guys that I've coached through in the last decade that yep. have more money than they could ever spend and yep. are, are, are miserable because they haven't taken care of themselves. They haven't learned yep. how to actually be who they want to be. They know how to lead a business. They know how to go make money, 
But then when they're outside of that, they, they, they forget about, they forget about themselves and they forget about that spoke and they forget about how powerful these personal relationships are. And yeah. so, you know, when you and I started, I told you that I said, look, we'll get to the business. I promise you, but we're not going to yeah. get there until we get, until we get some of, get some of this stuff with you. Right. And you feel good. And, you know, well, and, and I knew that, and that's why I hired you. I said, you know, um, single dad trying to scale a company, still selling real estate in Utah, um, you know, going through a divorce. It's tough. It's, it's really mm -hmm. tough when, you know, I was a stay at home dad for, for years and years and loved it and life changed, you know, um, now I only get to see my kids 50% of the time and that's freaking tough. Mm. and the business is tough and and so there's so much going on my health was was not great yeah you know, i looked at pictures in costa rica with you at the business conference i was like holy shit 205 pounds does not look good on me. like <laughs> i'm way too tall to be 205 pounds so right. i'm 215 now trying to get another 15 on we'll see um but no i, I wanted to talk i wanted to introduce you to our investors and to our our business partners. I wanted to introduce you as a person and, and let them know, you know, why did I feel so confident bringing you in as our new COO running this show, running the multifamily investment club on the operational standpoint. And, um, you know, for me, the, the most important thing is people and your partners. The most important thing is my kids and, and like what happens to them. And, and you brought up a really good point. There's, there's gotta be, um, balance. And, and I've had business coaches tell me there, there can never be balance. You got to choose business or family. And I'm like, no, I, I don't think I do. And I remember, I actually remember this one guy telling me that he spends a half hour with his kids a day. He goes to dinner at 6 PM, sits at the dinner table with them at six from six to six 30, ask them how their day was. Then he gets back on the phones, you know, until eight 30, nine o'clock. And he's making a couple million a year. And I'm like, sounds fucking terrible. I want to like take them on bike rides, take them to karate like I do, you know, twice a week, um, take them to the park. They go to the gym with me and we swim and work out and have tons of fun. So I can do all that. And, and if my mind's right, and if I have a good coach helping me find that balance, I knew I could build multifamily investment club up to a billion dollars in holdings with your help and with Lyndon's help and all of our partners help and still be at home with my kids and, and be a really good dad. Um, so I wanted to talk about your company first, and you've got an impressive track record, which I'll go over here in a minute, but optimal self, you know, you've got, you've got some cool quotes there on the background, success, uh, perseverance, execution, grind. I can't see the other two. Mm -hmm. Um, but tell me a little bit more about optimal self and, um, what you've done with that. So <clears throat> let me get right to that. Let me, let me, let me just, let me just add into what you said about balance. So the listener, you know, understand something is don't, and I, and I say it this way, don't chase balance. What I mean by balance and when you and I talk about it is the quality of time, not the duration of time. Cause there is going right. to be time where you have to be at your job or in right. And, and, and what we do now, and what you do is I'm going to be traveling. There's going to be properties that need to be some due diligence. So the time spent doing that, you're never going to, you're never going to be able to go a 50, 50 balanced time. But what right. we talk about is in optimal self is I call it a hundred or nothing, right? Is that when you're in that moment, be a hundred percent in that moment. So the yep. quality of time, again, if you have to work eight hours, you also slept seven hours. Well, there's 15 of the 24, right? How in the world? And again, let's just be clear. Our kids, <laughs> I have two girls. They don't, they don't want uh, that much time with dad, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> they don't want to be a job, right? They don't want to yeah. spend eight consecutive hours with, they don't. But if I can take the time that is important and that time I'm a hundred percent in, and then I'm a hundred percent in when I make my calls and I'm a hundred percent in when I follow up and I'm a hundred percent in when I'm here. Like if I can do that, right. People don't, people try to go this like 70, 30. It's not, it's a hundred or nothing. You, you give that a hundred percent. If you made a choice, do it a hundred percent. And at yep. the end of the day, when you're spending it with them, do that a hundred percent, put your damn phone away, put it away at the time. So, so again, 
the balance of time is not what, what we're discussing and what you're talking about by balance. You're talking about the quality of time spent that I can balance right. that I can give them that I can, I can look them in the eyes and I can be extremely present in that moment. So that's number one. Now the company and where this all came from, it was just born out of decades of me trying to figure out who in the hell I am. Right. I was an athlete that ended and that was my identity. Right. Mm -hmm. And I had this moment in my life. So I'd been out of baseball as a professional baseball player. You know, I played at Gonzaga university. You can read all that stuff anyways. And I was in a grocery store and this gentleman, I run into this gentleman. I had been out of baseball for almost two years at that point where I hadn't got paid to play and ran on a field. And he sees me. I, I, I recognize his face, didn't know his name. It's like, Jeremy, Jeremy comes running over, puts out his hand. How are you? I said, hey, man, how are you? I'm good. Good to see you. And he's like, and I could see him. I just didn't know where. He goes, hey, my son is in the car. I was just running in to grab something, but I've told him all about you. Would you mind if I go grab him? And I'm thinking to myself, uh, yeah, sure. No problem. I got my grocery <laughs> card. I'm just grocery shopping, right? And he brings his kid in. And here comes his kid, probably eight or nine years old. And he's looking at me, he's like, hey, this is Jeremy, the guy I went to high school with that I told you played for the Arizona Diamondbacks. He's the professional baseball player I told you about that. I And because, you know, and I reached out and shook his hand and said, how are you? He's like, he loves baseball. And I said, yeah, what do you love? You know, what's your favorite position? And we're sitting there talking. And when they left, and it was great. See kids smile. You know what I mean? We talked a little yeah. baseball and, you know, got to ask a few questions. Really cool. And as he walked away, Sam, I had this like, anxiety like this overwhelming feeling i'm like i'm a fraud like i'm not a baseball player anymore he introduced me as jeremy the baseball player right mm -hmm. and in my mind i was like dude i haven't played baseball in two years like i'm no like i don't get that paycheck anymore i'm not i'm not a baseball yeah. player anymore right and so it was like this identity crisis standing there in this damn grocery store with groceries like warm feeling in my body, like, holy shit, what is going on? Right. I literally checked out, sat in my car for like an hour going, holy shit. And what dawned on me is that my identity, who I was, was connected to that title, this baseball player. And now all of a sudden I wasn't. And it was a dose of reality of like, no, you're not. And like, I wanted to go find this kid and say, Hey, I'm not, a, I'm not a baseball player. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. but, but the truth is, is, is I had to figure out that baseball was something I did. It's not who I was. So mm -hmm. who am I? Who's that guy? And now I got to start figuring that out. Right. And through optimal self, you'll see, it says the art of becoming the best version of you. And through the years from that point on, journaling, reading, studying, like just learning myself and people and then being in business and running offices and coaching, you know, agents and brokers and, and all these things that started to, to transpire over the next two decades is that I realized we're all chasing something and we're all identity based and some of the identity is, is things that have been given to us that people have said to us, right? Your third grade teacher, your fifth grade teacher. Yep. I, just had a, I was on a call the other day uh, with somebody saying, you know, like, she's not smart. And I said, well, who told you that? Well, you know, my third grade teacher, because I failed this test. And it's like, wait a second. Damn. So <laughs> that makes you not smart forever? Like, yep. no, it's just, you know, the, the education system in America, especially, is not conducive to to building it, right? It's just answer the questions the way I tell you to. Don't actually be creative and, and learn, right? It's not a learning yeah. environment. It's a great environment. Right. And, but what I, what I found out for myself was that, look, I don't need to be anybody else. I just need to be the best version of Jeremy. Well, then I need to figure out what the hell that looks like. Yeah. And it came down to the things that you talked about, like integrity, like, yeah, dude, be who you say, do what you say you're going to do. And that yep. starts with us individually, right? That's what I want people to understand. It's not like, oh, I told my kid I would take him to the park and so do that. Yeah, yeah, of course, do that. But I'm talking about the individual stuff. You said you were going to get up and go to the gym this morning and you didn't. Even right. something simpler. You said you were, you were going to get up when your alarm went off at 6 a.m. and you pushed snooze three times. That's just letting yourself down. Right. That's all that is. 
And it's okay because no one will ever know. I won't know. You won't know. No one will ever know. You're the only one that knows. And people don't think that that adds up and it adds up. What happens is it adds up over time, decades now that I've yeah. been doing that. And then I've created this world, right? I've created this, this, this image of self that this is what I do. Well, guess what? I mean, that's where this got built was optimal self became something that I was like, look, here I am coaching these people, agents like yourself doing a million dollars a year, brokerages that are doing, you know, hundreds of millions, if not billions in, in volume. And yet all we have to do is be the best version of ourselves in each and every moment and know what that looks like. And when you do that, your business scales, your life scales, your relationships get better, right? Yeah. And I want everyone out there to know, yet you can have a great business. You can have a healthy lifestyle and, 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 and great body if that's what you want. You can have a great relationship with your kids and with your spouse. Like, it's okay to have all that shit. Like, be greedy. Like, yeah. want all that shit to be level 10. One yeah. doesn't have to suffer for the other. Bring them all up together. And that's what was doing. That's what we were building. That's where I, I was working with people and understanding. And again, the cool part is I was just learning with them because I'm like, oh, shit, this guy over here needs this. Oh, my gosh, this lady needs that. It's all the same shit. And they're ultra successful. But yeah. something's missing, right? Either their health wasn't there, their relationship wasn't there, or in some cases, the business wasn't where they wanted it. Right. And the moment I say to somebody, well, your business is where it is because you, of your level of, of self-growth, your level of development is why your business is there. It's not the market's fault. It's not, it's not the interest rate's fault. It's not, yeah. it's not you know, that, that's all bullshit. You can blame it on that if you want, right? But if we actually look at it, how do you get better? How do you change you? How do you grow? Because I promise the moment you grow, your business will grow. Right. Well, it's interesting that the top trainers or best business trainers I've ever worked with, a large part of their focus is, yes, the mechanics of the business. Yes, Sam, you got to call 40 people a day if you want to sell a million dollars worth of real estate a year or in gross commissions. Yep. But it starts with improving yourself. And that's what I found, geez, must have been 2012, is I wanted to hit bigger numbers. I wanted to make money in real estate. And I wasn't who I needed to be to do that. And then you and I now are talking about, okay, you can make this much money. You can do this many deals. Sam, what would a billion dollar operator do? Mm -hmm. And that's not me yet. You know, I'm, I don't have the habits yet of a billion dollar operator. That's why I don't have a billion dollars under management yet. I, I haven't, I haven't hit that. That's why I'm not raising that much money yet. Cause I'm not that billion dollar operator. I'm on my way. And I love that you're also coaching Lyndon. You know, Lyndon has different goals. You know, he has uh, two little girls and one on the way. Um, he loves being a work from home dad as well. So we're very similar in that. But I, I think he likes it even more than I do. Like he really wants to be home with his girls. Yeah. And, um, but he also has a huge amount on his plate. And so, you know, with time blocking and what does Lyndon, what is a, what does a good partner do and, and how do you manage your time? And, and I've already seen huge improvements with him and, and I had one more thought while you were talking about becoming your optimal self and defining who you are as a person is I was recently talking to this friend um, who sells real estate and I happen to just um, know quite a bit about what's going on with her. And she got divorced after 10 years of being in a pretty rough relationship. And she goes, I don't even know who I am. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I like to eat. I don't know what I like to do for fun. I don't really know a whole ton about but because I was so controlled by this relationship I was in and a little bit that happened to me I got out of this pretty depressing but you know not fun relationship and I was like who am I like okay no I really like this I love my company I, I'm still Sam Newell who you know I, I'm brutally honest with people with clients with partners and and everything, but you know, here's what I love to do, and and this is you know redefining myself. So I hope the next ten years are um, about growing into that billion dollar operator. And this friend of mine, she's she's just figuring a few of those things out. Um, she's already very successful, and um, it's it's interesting watching from kind of your perspective of 
okay, this person is putting in some habits into place that are completely different than who she's been the last 10 years. Mm. And I actually have a couple of friends who just went through divorces and it's, and um, you know, my cut, my cousin's ex-husband, Sean, I'm, I'm close with um, kind of redefining who he is and driving different cars and talking different. And it's, so it's really interesting. It's, you know, if you're not improving who you are as a person, you're uh, in, in my opinion, you're, you're dying. And the relationship I was in for 12 years, I was dying. It was, it was, it was not letting me improve as a person. And it feels really cool now having zero limits. You know, I can get as healthy and as fit as I want. I can be, I can be as happy as I want. I can be the best dad I want to be. Um, so go back to optimal self. And when you see a company, cause you've done this a ton, there's the mechanics of, I got to get these guys to produce. Cause you've turned around multiple real estate companies in your career. Um, how much does your coaching come into play? And what would you say that is the most effective thing that you do with these companies as you turn them around? Great question. So on, on a surface level, the easy, the, the, well, the direct answer is create values and values of the company, meaning you have to know what this company stands for. You have to know what the mission of this company is. What do we stand for? What are we doing? Who are we serving? And then when you come up with those values, it's my job first to articulate the vision, articulate those values. It's secondly, my job to live those values, right? So if, if, if I will never ask somebody to do something that I wouldn't do myself. So again, there, and, and the, the good news about running companies is that there's somebody better than me in all those departments, right? Yeah. There's somebody else to be the, the chief financial officer that knows the, the, all the tax codes and all that stuff. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, so you, you put those people, but the values of the company, how we, and how we are is what's important. And so each and every company, you know, it's, it's a little bit different because depending on the people who are there, but asking questions going in and talking to them, getting to know who they are as people, because your business is only going to scale as good as the people around you. You can't do it by yourself. But I can tell you this, Sam, and I, and I think I've said this before, and I've said it on other podcasts, is that in all of my years doing this, multiple offices, multiple businesses, is that I have only ever fired one person. And in some oh. of those businesses... We have had complete revamping of entire staffs. One of them was what, 14 people, I think when we got there and it scaled down a bit because we didn't need a lot of those, the roles that were there at the, at the time, right? They, they, they had hired. But my point is, is that once you build the standard, once you build it, once you show up that way over and over and over and over and they get and they see it and they go, man, this is really how it's going to be. It's not just a bunch of bullshit talking. It's not just somebody who's going to come in and say, oh, we're going to turn, like, I don't come in and say, we're going to turn this ship around. I don't. I say, matter of fact, I'm not even here to fix shit. I know there's things that are, that you believe are broken. I'm not here to fix it. I'm not a fixer. What I am here to do is understand where we're going. What I'm here to do is paint the picture, put the vision and values in place, and then live it and create a new version. We're going to, we're here to create something because that's the only way it's going to get there. The right. past doesn't matter. How about those companies, Sam? I mean, we always talk about this. How many times have I said to you, look, I get that you were a million dollar, like, great, but that means jack shit to me today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that guy, that guy, as great as he was in those days, he's not good enough today. Yep. Today's game, he's not good enough. I'm sorry. So if you're yep. not constantly scaling, right? It, this happens so often. And I think it's important for the listener to understand is that if you're just talking about how great you were yesterday, dude, the game is moving. It's going to pass you off by, the past performance. Right? Yeah. Ask the CEO of one of my favorite, everyone always talks about Blockbuster, right? And then they could have bought Netflix for, you know, a couple yep. hundred million and you know what I mean? Blah, blah, blah. Now they're out of it. Okay. Everybody knows that story, but an even greater story was the CEO of Kodak saying, we are the king of film. Nobody's ever going to take that from us. Yeah. How many of you right now have ever used a camera? There are people listening right now, Sam. My kids don't even know what that is. 
and they're no. 22 and 26 years old. Do you understand? Yep. Yep. Like this guy was so not willing to, to see the future or to grow that he literally said, we're the king of film. No one will ever beat us. Yeah. You're still the king of film. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody uses it and you don't have a company anymore. <laughs> right. Like we have to understand some things about ourselves is that the guy that you could look at, this happens all the time. They're like, damn, Jeremy, you were an all pack 10 infielder. Then you played professional baseball. Then you went to the CrossFit games. Motherfucker, I won a game. I won an event at the CrossFit Games, the best in the world in that event that 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 time, right? That's awesome. But here's the thing: that guy is not even close to good enough to sit here with you today. Like that's all cool, whatever. It's all bullshit, anyways. Because I say that for accolades, because people people get caught up in all the you know. My favorite yeah. is the guy who's like, "Oh, I see you, Jeremy." I used to have a six pack like that. And I almost a hundred percent of the time, I'm like, no, shit. I'm like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You're full yeah. of shit. You, you wish you did. And, and your brain keeps telling you, you used to be in shape, but you were never in shape. Let's be clear. Cause you didn't I saw build- you in Costa Rica. I know for sure. I've never had a six pack. Like that. <laughs> but here's the thing, dude, is that I, the reason why I call bullshit is because those are just habits. Yeah, yeah. That's all it is. I love donuts, man. It's probably- yeah, I mean, that's okay because, but I'll tell you this. And again, you know that she can't out exercise a bad diet, but I'll have a fucking donut with you. It's not like I'm going to wake up and not have a six pack. Right. Yeah. But I'm not going to eat donuts every morning and sit on the couch and do and not sweat and do nothing. That's not going to happen again. Right. It, it comes down to habits. So everybody who's listening and the things that we talk about all the time, even you and I, when I, t- we talk about, all right, let's get this thing to a billion dollars. Okay. Well, ask yourself. Look at your look at your damn schedule today, Sam. What is your what is that a billion dollar operator schedule? <laughs> right? Yeah. It's real easy to go. Uh, no, he probably wouldn't do that. He probably wouldn't do that. He definitely yeah. wouldn't be hanging out at that fucking, you know, whatever. It's like, dude, stop fooling yourself, people. Stop tricking yourself into believing that that's no. Like you better change your environment, change your people that you're around. Those are the two fastest things. Huge. You want to be, you want to be wealthier. Huge. You want to be wealthier, hang around people wealthier than you. You want to know why? Because wealthy people do wealthy people shit. You want to be fitter? They like don't you, go golfing four days a week. Those are the no, friends they, I had to get rid of. And the ones that do didn't when they started. You understand? Yeah. Like we get to look at their life today and go, oh, you want to fast forward into today's life. They're on fucking chapter 26, dude. You're on chapter one. Yeah. When they were on chapter one, they weren't playing four days of golf. They might have earned the right now over the last decade to get there. But yeah. don't try to jump into that lifestyle when you haven't put in the time. That's bullshit. Yeah. And don't and don't degrade somebody because they because they do. Right. Oh, they right. have it easy. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe they worked their tail off when you weren't, right? You know, what's interesting is Travis Chappell and I talked about that on his podcast is when I was making 100000 a month in 2018, um, I bought a cool car. I thought it was a cool car. And I had a couple of friends, the golfers, the four-day-a-week golfers. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe you're buying nice cars. It's so dumb. It's like trying to show off your success. And it's like, <laughs> man, like just be happy for people. Just be, Just be like... I kind of, I kind of excited to make, make that much money. Um, but now yeah, because it's, see, it's but what, the, what does that really say about the people? Right. We see, we hear that shit all the time and look, I'm yeah to each his own, man. If cars are your thing, fuck drive the yeah. baddest damn, but, go get yourself a Bugatti. Down. Yeah. Don't bring someone else <laughs> like, down. Be happy for people. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares what other people do and why are you it, that you want know the truth to that is Sam is that's an own limiting belief. We can tell ourselves that story. Right. Is that we're like, oh, I don't need that or I don't do that. Listen, none of us need half the shit that we have. Right. If you say need. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you this. Yeah, I want that. I think I told you this story before I went to uh, Joe Polish said this uh, probably. I don't even know now. I mean, it's probably 12 or 15 years ago. I went to this seminar and he was the key. He was the keynote. Uh, Genius Network, if you don't know who he is, look him up. Mm-hmm. And he walked on the stage and he said, all right, I'm, before I start, everyone's clapping. Everyone's really stoked, right? He's such a great speaker and influence. You know what I mean? Like before influence yeah. was a thing, before Instagram and all that bullshit, this dude is like, he's a killer on stage, man. He, you know, he, he, he touches your soul. 
And he, and he came out and this stuck with me. It still sticks with me every day. And he said, how many of you guys have been told that money can't buy you happiness? And everybody raised their hand, right? Everybody's heard that shit, right? And money right. can't buy you happiness. He said, how many, how many, how many have ever had a grandmother tell you that's the root of all evil, right? How many of you, come on, man, everybody fucking hold your hands up. He said, let me tell you something. If anybody, if those words ever come out of your mouth, it's because you haven't given away enough. And wow. the whole room just went, oh, <laughs> right. It's like, and I, again, like even right now, got the chills right now, all over again, 12, 15 years later, whatever it is. Cause I can hear yeah. it and I can see it and I can, I know how it hit me. And I thought, wow, isn't that incredible? Is that let's go make a million dollars a month. Why not? Yeah. And then what could we do with that? How many schools could we build? How many people could we help? Right. Because if I'm paycheck to paycheck, I can barely you, help my fucking self. You can't help self. other people if you're trying to just get by every month. There's you, not, you're it, just getting by. There's only oh, so I much you can do. That. Yeah, dude, like it's, it's crazy, no, you, right? You have a responsibility to, if you have that potential, make that money and help mm. other people. Create the jobs. I mean, you, you've been on calls with Maria and Francia mm -hmm. and Ernest, these people who are awesome, who we've created awesome. jobs for. And we're hiring more people. Calvin, we're giving him an opportunity of a lifetime to come shadow me and you. And I mean, how much do you, you get paid a ton of money for your coaching? Calvin's going to get that just because he's part of the company. True. And I should be charging a crazy amount of money for the, the coaching you how to do. raise money. Yeah. Teaching yeah, no, Calvin for sure. Up. He's getting that for free. So it's fun being in the position to be able to pay someone a salary and get an education of a lifetime. It's, re it's really cool. And, and, but good for Calvin. And again, it's he not, was, it's, it, it, but go back to what you said. Cause I think it's important is that it's our duty, man. It's, it's, yeah. it's our duty to, to here's, I will say, and, and I I've told this story before, and I don't know if I've ever told it to you, but the whole optimal self, the, where it is today got built because a young kid, 24 years old, I was speaking at a, a MLM conference. I was a, I was a keynote. I used to do a keynote called motivation is bullshit. And, you know, be, this is prior to the pandemic before, you know, everybody, uh, all those things stopped. Anyways, I came off the stage and you know how that is. You're like the guru, right? Everyone wants to take a picture with you, whatever. And this kid walks up. Can I take a picture? Yeah, no problem. Come on. How are you doing? Where are you from? You know, whatever. Little child. So he goes, Hey man, I just want to tell you, you know, what you said today, uh, hit me really hard and it's, it's going to change my life forever. And I was like, yeah, you're welcome, wow. man. I said, stick with it. Right. Cause that, that's why you do it literally. Like right. that is, that is literally, here's what he said to me, Sam. He goes, he goes, but you know, it's a real shame. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, young kid says, well, I was on Instagram and, and Facebook and I looked on the internet and YouTube and podcast and I can't find you anywhere. Like you have a real shitty presence on. <laughs> and I told him, I said, that's by design. Cause in those days I didn't, I hated every aspect. I, I mean, I, I would rather not have it at all, to be honest in those days. And I was like, that's by design. And he said, well, that's a shame. And I was like, tell me more. And there's a whole line of people waiting, right. To sign and people ask questions and, you know, it's a little Q and a thing. And, and I'm intrigued. And he said, the, what's a shame is that that story you told can affect a lot of people. And the only way they'll ever hear it is if they're in the building with you and wow. most aren't ever going to have a chance to be in a building with you. Yep. Sam, I, I grabbed my, I, I, I didn't have my phone on me because it was in the back, right? In the green room. And I said, take my phone number right now. I said, I want you to text me. I said, are you sticking around tonight? He said, yes. I said, I'd love to buy you dinner and I'd like to know more. I have some more questions, but let's, let's, let me get through awesome. these people. So yeah. I, he switched phone, you know, he gets, he texted me when I got back to the green room, I texted him. I said, you know, who are you here with? He said, I'm with my girlfriend. He's like, I can't believe you don't have to take us to dinner. No way. You know, I can't believe this is happening kind of <laughs> stuff. Right. And I said, listen, son, if it's okay, I'd love to buy you and your girlfriend, bring her with you. I'd love to buy you guys dinner. And I did. That's cool. And here's what he said at dinner that, that really goes back to what you were saying about our duty. Right. And, and, and this is he said, and I said, can you speak more on, on this? Like, how are you guys searching the internet? What are you guys looking for? Like, like feed me. Like, I want to, I, I want to learn yeah. and understand because, because the way you do it is not the way I do it. You understand? Like me, I'm person to person. Like, you know what I mean? I'm flying to Costa Rica with you to, to get it in person. Right. I'm not really, right. that's just not how I did it, especially back then. And 
he said, listen, he goes, all of us, all, all kids my age are on, they're on YouTube, they're on Instagram, they're following people. Yep. And he said, you know, you tell the story. And I told the story about being 13 and told I wasn't good enough. You know what I mean? And, and, and where all that went too long of a story for, for the rest of this podcast. But he said, there's going to be a kid laying in bed somewhere that's going to stumble upon, if he can find it, he's going to stumble upon, it. he's going to hear your story about not being good enough. And he's going to, in, in, instead of killing himself that night, you might inspire him to keep it, to wow. keep going. That's and huge. It, I mean, I was like, oh shit, this 24 year old kid, is teaching, man, he's teaching me a fucking lesson and I yeah. need to listen. And at that point is the moment when everything started. Cause I said, okay, <laughs> you're right. I have an obligation. I've been very like, I've dug in and toured and went places and paid lots of money and found coaches and all the things from baseball days, all the way through business. Like I'm, I'm in a constant learning phase, even to this moment right now, that thing that you and I went on, right. Is like, I was like, I need to get better. I want to learn. Here's a bunch yeah. of guys and girls that are smarter than me in different areas. And so anyways, but what I said that night is, and I keep it this way is that I said, you know what? It is my obligation. And I'm, and mark my words. I will not go to my grave with any of the shit that people have said to me or that I got to learn inside of me. It has to be given out. Awesome. So there's no more stopping. There's no more. So the content and everything that we do, I don't hold it back in optimal self. You know, this I'm, I'm fucking teaching it and talking about it all the time because yep. Look, I can help you one-on-one -on -one for sure. Like that's, it, it, we're going to go deeper and get more individualized. That's what that is. But as far as like the content and what, how to be the best version of you and figure that it's not a business in a box. It's not a life in a box. You got to figure you, we got to figure that out together. But I promised that kid that day. I said, look, you've changed my life and I will, I will teach and I will get as much of this content out and recorded on a daily basis. For the entire pandemic, Sam, the entire pandemic, you can go back and look at the YouTube. Every day I did, we I went live every That's single awesome. day. Wow. Every day. Because I was like, look, we got to get this out. I would just pick a word. I would even here, I'd go, okay, execution. Today, we're going to talk about execution. Let's talk about what that means. And, and we just went and went and went. And, and you know what I'm saying? And I tell people this, and one of the pillars, my number one pillar in life is sharpen your ax. Like, Look, you know the you know the story, right? It was Abraham Lincoln said, you know, if you get if you gave me four hours to chop down the tree, I'd spend the first three of them sharpening my axe, right? Yep. I mean, and so it's like, holy shit, what am I doing? Am I getting better today? So when it goes back to what you were talking about before, about when do I work out? What do I do? No, my morning is my morning, and if yeah. you got kids in the they get your ass up before they get up. Yeah. Nope, you're gonna be fucking tired. Sorry. But you better sharpen your axe, sharp yep. your brain, your whatever. If it's reading, if it's journaling, if it's going for a walk, if it whatever, it doesn't matter. If it's meditation, whatever floats your boat, I don't care what it is. But you better be sharpening your axe and you better be doing it every single day because the duller it gets, because you know what's going to happen? That fucking tree is going to be ready to chop down and your axe ain't going to be ready. And then right. you're going to blame it on the axe. Yep. Don't blame it on the ax sharpen that son of a bitch. So the moment you're the moment that tree pops up and you got to cut it down, you're ready. I love it. That's huge. I, I was going to end with a couple of the nuggets, but I, I just want to rehash that sharpen the ax um, huge practice and preparation professional baseball players. I mean, you spend 99% of your career practicing. Correct. LeBron James practices. He has coaches and, and I, I was going to say that if you don't have a coach, mm. you're getting worse in life. Why, why wouldn't you have a, a life coach who's, who is able to help you improve as a person? If you have goals, if you want to be a better parent, if you want to be a better investor, a better realtor, a better CEO, um, why the hell don't you have a coach? Why aren't you trying to get better sharpening your ax? And, you know, Jeremy, I've got lots of excuses why I didn't work out yesterday. I could have woken up earlier, a half hour. If I had just woken up and done my 200 push-ups, my 200 yeah, sit-ups. at the house. You don't have to go to the fucking gym. I've got everything. Yeah, so 
stop uh, allowing yourself to believe your story. And that's why yeah. you have a coach because Jeremy, you're not going to believe my excuses. Thank no. you for that. No. Um, <laughs> so, well, they're so just not the valid, ass, right? They're just not, they're valid. not valid. They're not valid. So, so takeaway number one from today is get a coach and sharpen the ax, you know, call Jeremy, look at Jeremy's content. Um, obviously we want him to spend his time with MFI club, but if he can help someone else and, and um, I, I fully, fully promote that. The other thing is, is I wanted to talk about, and, and we've got to end here. I know you've got to go, but um, a huge takeaway that I've taken away from your coaching is be, be not effective, not efficient, but be effective at what you do. Correct. And that's showing up hundred percent. That's what you already talked about today. So that was my takeaway. Number two is show up and be effective at what you do. LeBron James or whoever's in the playoffs right now winning, they're not just out there running around the fastest. They're, they're effective. They're hitting the shots. They're doing what they need to do to win. And um, we can go through the motions and we can do a lot of work every day, but do what matters. Or we can be there with our kids, but do what matters and, and be there with your kids, doing the, the activities and the things you should be doing with them. Don't just be with them, help them with the homework or teach them something. So that's what I'm working on as a parent is being an effective parent. Isn't just being there hundred percent hanging out with them. It's like, okay, what do I want to teach Liam and Heidi today? Mm. What do I want them to learn? What do I want them to enjoy? And lastly, this has been huge. Anybody going through struggles or difficulties, this was huge for me is give your permission, give yourself permission to let that shit go. And I struggle with that because I get fucking pissed at myself. Like, mm -hmm. damn it. I dropped the ball. I get, I, I'm the hardest on myself. I get really upset. And last, the last year has been tough. We've grown so fast at MFI club and we're over $150 million in acquisitions in the last 15 months. It's insane. And balls have been dropped at times. And, and luckily it's all been salvageable and we've worked through it and, and our investors have been patient. They're all getting paid their money. So we're good, but still it's been frustrating and the divorce has been frustrating. And, you know, the ball I haven't dropped is being a really good dad, but it could be better. So, you know, we, you and I, in our coaching, uh, I thought this is the most beneficial thing for me is, you know, just, just give yourself permission to let it go and, and start fresh and start sharpening your ax and recreating your, your future and, and building your future now. So I wanted to give our listeners the permission to, Go ahead and, and uh, mm. let, all, let all that shit go and uh, start fresh. So one of my favorite days, just so you know, one of my favorite days with you was that day was when we went over all yeah. the stuff that was holding you. And I said, and I still yeah. have it. I, I have it on my sheet every day that I see you. Um, yeah. And it reminds me as well. And I think that's a very good lesson for everybody is, you know, that goes with the good and the bad right? Because it's easy yep. to beat ourselves up when we, you know, again, nutrition is one of those things that we always talk about, or, you know, fitness, you didn't go to the gym, you didn't eat well, you know, you drove through instead of getting me, whatever. Yep. And we, and then we hold on to that. We're like, God damn it. I suck. Uh, you know, but it's look, there's nothing you can do about it. Here's the flip side of that. So I want people to, to understand the people that are there, the people right now that have something that they've struggled with, or they dropped the ball, right. And they're, they're beating themselves up, right. That, Think about that. You're like, oh shit, like I should have done that. God, it's me again. Oh, I did it again. Okay. Okay. Let me just tell you something is that even when you do it perfect, even though right now I have my food ready, right? Measured. I have all my shit ready. I take the time. I do. I love it. You know what I mean? And, yeah. but here's the thing, the last meal that I just ate, right? There's nothing I could do about it. Even yep. though it was perfect, it was great. It had, you know, six ounces of protein. I had some green vegetables. I had a little bit of, uh, I had some sweet potato today because I'm, you know, had a leg day. So going to eat a little bit more. <laughs> My point though, is that that meal's gone. Yeah. I can't live off of that. I'm like, fuck one great meal. Great job, Jeremy. Woohoo. No, it's gone. It's done. It's yeah. on to the next. It's in the past. It's on to the next. So even if that meal was shit, so what? It's on to the next. Make the next one better. Let it go. Listen, you're always one good night of sleep. If, you if you're not sleeping well, you're one good night of sleep from being back right, right back on track. You're one good meal for me right back. You're one good workout. You're one good phone call for those of you guys out there right now that are listening, that are, that are in Sam's world of, of this real estate. Like you're, oh, I didn't get, you're one good call away from being right back on. 
You're yep. one contract away from being right back in it. So, yep. so forget about it. Good or bad of the past. Fuck it. Let's step in. Let's step it's into done. our greatness. It's over. Be unapologetically great in the next one. And then in the yep. next one. And then in the next one, regardless. And that will keep you going. That will, it will feed your soul. I promise. Because I know we got to go, but I want to say this. Habits stack. Here's what I mean. The yeah. good habits. Listen, you have somebody that let's just say didn't go to the gym or they let, my favorite is this. They buy a treadmill, right? And they're like, okay, it's in the house. I'm going to walk on the treadmill. And then they start walking on the treadmill. They're like, wow, that's pretty easy. A few weeks into it. They're like, okay, maybe I can even jog. They push it up a little bit and they start jogging. Right. And then they're like, damn, I'm pretty fast. Maybe I'll put this on a little incline. Oh shit. Next thing, like one leads to the next. And then they go, damn. I've been on this thing for 22 days in a fucking row. I might as well eat better. Let me, let me, let me feel about a better yep. meal, right? Maybe I should stop smoking. My chest is a little bit full because, you know, maybe I should put down that, that, you know, that hookah or cigarette or whatever, that e-cigarette now is the cool thing, right? It's like, and then listen, those, ha but here's what I want you to know is they stack the other way too. Yep. Oh, I drove through and had McDonald's. So what? Okay, now I'll just eat dessert. Okay, I ate like shit. So no, I don't really need to, I'm not going to go to the gym, right? Okay. And those, it's a slippery slope, man. It yep. just depends on which way you want to go. But good habits stack as well as bad. So the moment you notice it, the moment the awareness comes on, you got to flip it and go, right? You got to flip it and go. And again, don't let one turn into two, four, eight, 16. Yeah. Once you notice the one, flip it and go one the other way and let that one turn into two, four, eight, 16. Because yeah. it's exponential growth, man. That's short, where short term at. memory, reevaluate re and get back on that goal. Less roll. That's the, the biggest thing in, in sales I had to learn is stop remembering how awesome you did yesterday and also stop remembering how shitty you did yesterday. That's right. Today's today and just go execute, just go Let's get go. it done. And short term memory, it's like the football quarterback, he throws an interception. He's got to get back in the game and throw a touchdown. Yeah. If you're thinking about the interception. You're probably going to throw another in interception, man. Like yeah. that's where I, it really made sense for me. I'm like, shit. Or Steph Curry, he misses a three pointer. He doesn't is he care. He's not going to take the next one. He doesn't give oh, a shit. shit. He's like, I don't have the best shooter the ever. One. I don't give a fuck if I miss. Yeah, he can't wait for the row. next one because he's like, shit, I'm yeah. that much closer to making one. If I miss two in a row, I don't miss three. Yeah. So give me that shit again. Let me shoot again. But you're right. Yeah. It, and here's the thing about courage, right? Is that we all, courage and, and fear, that they live together. Fear, you just, you curl up and stop. Courage, you just take that one step. And uh, I think it was Derek Jeter said, look, you know, everybody wants to hit a home run. And you know what I mean? Everybody wants to, everybody wants to hit a home run in the bottom of the ninth of the world series. Everybody, any kid that's ever freaking picked up a bat, you've done it in your backyard. You've done, you know, you've had that dream, yep. right? Full cow. Here we go. He said, but true. The only way that's ever possible is if you're also willing to strike out in that same yep. batter's box. Yep. And that's true in life, man. Like, look, we all want these great things, but what do you want? Are you willing to step into your greatness? And are you willing to forget about what you just did and go get the next one? It's got to be relentless execution on who you want to be first, because the goal isn't the goal, right? To get to that destination. Think about this. I know our goal now together is this billion dollars in, in holdings and you being the billion dollar operator. And again, that, that guy we're creating, right? We're creating him. And, yep. and the only way that happens is the daily, uh, the daily, the daily actions to being that guy. I don't know. Is he a year away? Is he three years away? I don't know. But I know this. He's never coming if we're not aware and we're not moving towards him. Right. Absolutely. Well, and, and I appreciate that, Jeremy. That's something that I thought was interesting. You and I had a call this morning. You said, hey, let's work on that bedside manner a little bit, you know, constant <laughs> improvement. Yeah. And it was interesting because Sam from six months ago would have just come at this guy hard Yeah, that I was coming at him pretty damn hard. And I was like, you got to stop doing this shit. And then halfway through the convo, I was like, all right, I'm sorry for, for not being nicer and being offensive. Can we please do this? And 
And after the call, you're like, okay, you got to improve it even more. So um, <laughs> that conversation's over. Tomorrow it's going to be better. It's going to be, be way better. Hell yeah. And I love it. And, and that's what better. I want for the company. That's what I want for our investors is for them to know, totally. hey, if we drop the ball a little bit here or there, we're not perfect, but we are freaking committed no matter what it takes to do the right thing and get the best, highest returns for our investors and to improve, improve daily. We don't promise to be perfect, but we're improving daily and we're making the right decisions to improve daily. So these guys out touting these insane returns and, and they have the best company, but at the end of the day, they're not improving. They're not making the right choices, not buying the right deals. Um, that's the difference between us and them is we are improving daily and we're accessible and open to feedback. And, and we're true. And we are very true to the values of being a recession-proof company. And yep. that we're not, we're not just going after the next deal. We're actually going, we're staying true to the underwriting. We're staying true to what we know that will return what we say we're going to return. So yep. we may not go, you know, again, the deals are hard, you know, they're few and far between at times and that's all well and good. And the reason is because not that there's not deals available. It's that, that those deals don't fit the parameters that will allow us to be true to who we are what we stand for and, yep. and, and how we want to treat our investors. And, and that's a very important piece. I'm going to say, cause I think you asked me this before is like, what made me, what made me want to come on board when you, when you made the offer was the fact that you have values and you're true to what you, what you say you're going to do. And we're not just out chasing deals. We're not just trying to make a quick buck. This is, yep. this is, this is forever. And that matters to me. It matters to me that, that, that there's a legacy here and that what we teach and what we grow is going to be handed down and, and that we can do it together and we can help people make money with their money. Uh, I'm in. And so I'm excited. Awesome. Man. Yeah, I love it. Cool. Awesome. Well, Jeremy, right, thank you so much. Um, again, welcome to the Multifamily Investment Club. Um, our investors will get to know you better and better as you uh, keep taking things over and, and crushing it. So thanks again.